Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole and Matthew Cravat. I am Michael Cole. And I am Matthew Cravat. All right. Um, all right. What is tonight's uh, topic? Um, dead to me. Dead to me. All right. So let's get let's have some fun because I actually had some, some, <laughs> some fun coming up with this topic and thinking of examples. People we and got then... so angry. That's a good time. We're in a good mood. Let's talk about people who are so angry at we will never talk to again. Yeah. I ripped my clothes. Yes. Um, okay, so here's uh, the, here's the topic that we want to talk about. We said that, you know the title is "They're Dead to Me." The 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 concept is um, people that we've cut off out of cut out of our lives, um, cut off from you know communication. So, all right, Matthew. Do you yeah. want to start with an example, or do you want me sure. to start with? An so example? I've got I've got an example that so far seems to be permanent. A couple, but I also have one that was you know a temporary one. It turned out to be temporary. Like it was for years, and then um, there was a reconciliation. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know where you want to start. You you start and and then I, I I need a minute to calm down. Yeah, so we'll, <laughs> I'll start with the moment where there was a reconciliation since um since that'll help calm down. So, um, my brother and I had a huge falling out on the Facebooks. Actually, he and my wife did. They had an argument over something not important for the topic. It was because it was really a uh, news story, and my my wife made comments about it that my brother took offense at, and in their argument. She said things that he took a lot of offense at that she didn't mean offensive, which is a personal thing with him that she didn't know was a button. So he said horrible things that she took offense at. And th- and he went way over the top and went for the jugular, which is something that he has since um, worked on about himself, that he realized that he's an online bully and he has worked on it and it's not as much play. I'd like, I, we unfriended him on Facebook, unlocked him on every social media and his wife and like his best friend who I used to be you know, friends with because I don't want him reporting back on things that were happening in my family's life. And we didn't talk for years. And like, it's funny because people would reach out to me and said, you know what? I'm going to have to block, block your brother on Facebook. He's being such an asshole. And I'm like, dude, I already did. Like, you're not telling me anything new. <laughs> not going to offend me. Um, but then at my dad's 80th birthday party six years ago, we um, we had to work together in planning the party. We were planning it. My wife doing most of the work here in North Carolina and all the family was coming and she was doing like a scrapbook and other stuff where we had to reach out to him and get input and stuff. And so we did as um, just business-like as usual as possible. And then he was here and we weren't really interacting with him that much. Like we took pictures together because we had to, but we kind of, you know, I was as polite as if he was a stranger. And then the, maybe the next to last day before they left, my wife and I were talking and she's like, you know, it has not been as awkward as I thought it would. And he seems to have controlled himself. And I do miss him. So we went and we went over and just talked to him like it was normal the last day he was there pretty much. And um, said, hey, we should unlock you on Facebook. And so we uh, reconnected. And it was really funny because what ended up being funny was a day or two later, like he said something on his Facebook page, you know, whatever, random Facebook thing. And I made a comment. And mutual friends were like, what? Was that Matthew? Did Matthew make a comment? Did Matthew see your post? And he just opened, made a new post that just said, 
in quotes, in all caps, there has been a dot, dot, dot reconciliation, which properly said is there has been a reconciliation, which is from WWE wrestling. There was a time when the undertaker left his manager, Paul Bearer, who became his unknown brother, Kane's manager. And then one day they just came out together, Paul Bearer and undertaker who had been trying to kill each other for two years and all the explanation we got for storyline was Undertaker said, there has been a reconciliation. So that was Jer- all the story Facebook was going to get for our reconciliation. Nice. But it was a couple of years, though, of not talking. My parents being unhappy about it. Like, the whole family went on a cruise and we didn't go because we didn't want to be with them on the cruise. We didn't do. They came in for Thanksgiving and we did Thanksgiving at my in-law's house instead of their house because we didn't want to deal with it. So it was, a, it was a long years of like zero contact. And now, you know, I took days off from work last week because he was in town. So we, we've turned things around. Good, good. Reconciliation is, uh, is, is I think, really, it's great when it can happen. And um, I, so when I came up with this topic, I was thinking about, like, people, you know, cut off. Like, the people that have cut off. And, and really, it's only one person. There's been a couple of examples that I think people might think that they've been cut off. But so... I've got a I've got a few uh, stories to tell on this episode, uh, so this will definitely be a Patreon only story. So <laughs> if you're watching live and you're not right now, like this is you're getting the exclusive right now. Okay, that's yeah. the whole story. Yeah, it's uh, I, I've known people like that. <laughs> can't can't back down. Can't. I mean, I have a friend. You know, well, I unfollowed on Facebook, not unfriended. So I just don't yeah. want to see his crap because I don't want to get to that point with him. Where, you know, I used to send him links of videos, like, you know, Fox Live videos that show back-to-back things of the same host saying opposite things on different days and like going back and forth just to say anything to raw people up. And his attitude was always like, yeah, but he's lying to you. I'm on the, I'm a Fox watcher, you know, like I'm in on it. And I'm like, no, you're the watcher. He's lying to you. Like you may think you're in on it, but you're absorbing it. Like he's not lying to me. I don't watch Fox. I only watch the videos making fun of them. Yeah. Yes, I, have, I get that people won't back down because they don't want to lose the argument, even when they're clearly wrong. Here's a screenshot. No, you're backtracking. It's a screenshot. Yeah. I it 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 drove me so fucking crazy. But what are you gonna do? So I cut him out. Yep. And that's literally that's the only person. So I I think. I think it's important we should like go into kind of defining cutting out, but like I don't consider unfriending somebody on Facebook cutting out necessarily. Obviously that is part of cutting out. Yeah, it's one of the steps. I mean Yeah, but but like like, people who don't live near you, that can be your main like bottom is your main way of talking to them. I mean yeah clearly when I stopped talking to my brother wasn't just on Facebook that I stopped talking to him. That was just a fast, easy way. So I I um yeah, I I don't I have people in my life that I'm not friends with on Facebook, but that doesn't mean I yeah. I just don't think it Facebook is the it's the not the place for us to participate together. So, I have two I have an uncle who unfriended me and I can and I have an uncle who I can't remember if he unfriended me or I unfriended him, but we, you know, we hang we see each other. We go on vacation together. We we're good. It's just that Facebook is not the place for us to inter- engage and we we've handled that fine. Um, I have, uh, so I will say Sarah, right, like Sarah, the person I said, I stopped following on Facebook. We still call each other and talk on the phone because it doesn't go to politics there and it doesn't go into the, the issues. It's just about our lives. And we talk on the phone on Facebook. 
we see sides of each other we don't want to see. So we choose not, to, or at least I choose not to see those sides of it. Yeah. Yep. But other um, people got like when um I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago Donald Trump was president. I don't know if you remember that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, familiar. Um, when he was declared the winner. I believe like like the day he was declared the winner or whatever of, of the 2016, the one that he won. Um, I posted and you know, shared a meme that was along the lines of, it's not me that I'm worried about. It's my friends. And then it listed gay people, trans people, Mexicans, Muslims, you know, and all these different uh, marginalized communities that Trump had explicitly said he was going to go after, you know? And Someone who I'd been friends with since fifth grade, whom I was the best man at his wedding, posted, oh, my God, you're with them in all caps, the word them in all caps. And I was so shocked and upset just seeing that. that I'm like, I don't know which of them he meant, like if he meant the entire list or one particular group on the list. I just literally was like, I, I just can't. And I, sorry, I'm going to say it, Mike, I unfriended him on Facebook, but I also like, you know, blocked his phone number in my phone not that we talked very much but just in case he called me about it and told my family and they all blocked him on Facebook. most of them blocked him on facebook my wife talks about how you know this person is still friends with him why is this member of our family still friends with him like they don't even know him they were just friends because we were friends and i think they just didn't know to unfriend him but yeah and it's like and i can't i don't know which person which group he was not siding with but it doesn't really make a difference like being that negative and that at that time and it just was too much. Right. Yeah. Um, that I have a, so this is, this was Sarah's high school friend. She was one of the bridesmaids in our wedding. Um, and she, she, uh, during, this is pre 2020 election. She was con constantly, I will say it, it, finished before the 2020 election because I dropped, I dropped off Facebook basically altogether um, at that point in time. But uh, so sh anytime I would post, let's say five, six years ago, anytime I would post anything for about, about black lives matter or a mass shooting, she would comment on every single post she would, and she would not be able to stay on topic at all. And so like, if I posted, you know, like, it wasn't George Floyd, I don't think, because it would have been, it might have been before that, but it was, there was so many um, incidences of, of unarmed black people being killed. And I would post something about, you know, my outrage, or I would share something about, you know, whether it was a, you know, information about it. And she would comment every single time, and it would get into these, con like, I don't want to say conversation, it would get into an argument. And she wouldn't be able to stay on topic. And she would say, it would switch. It would be, go from, we would be talking about Black Lives Matter to, they, they can take my guns when I die. Um, they're never going to take my guns. Uh, and, and she would just like, could not stay on topic. And I'm like, I have, I would say like, I, while I obviously have um, strong feelings on, on mass shootings, my gun control feelings are not exactly in line with what the average person who you think uh, like a liberal because i i think that some of it makes sense some of the gun control stuff makes sense like they to co equate the two things saying oh you you're pro black lives matter so you must be like anti-gun altogether and i'm like let's i we're having this argument 
Let's yeah, well, they have to strum in the argument because their side makes no sense because well, their side doesn't understand nuance. Because like it's very few strum. people who think get rid of all things extreme on the left. It's you know yeah. they're extremists, but, but most that's not the mainstream thing. But they can right. straw man you by saying you believe the extreme thing. But straw straw manning would be an upgrade. Because this was like, this would be like if you told me uh, that you were going to a Black Lives Matter rally and I was like, transgenders are coming for our kids. Like, it was like, what the fuck? These are not at all related. How, like, this is, you know what I mean? Like, straw manning, yeah. at least you're on topic. <laughs> and so she, she would constantly get, like, start these fights and not stay on topic. And so you can't have a conversation like that. It's impossible. But she would insist on every single post. It's just a gish so gallop of everything she's ever, every bullet point she's ever seen, just yeah. thrown at you. So I unfriended her on Facebook, and that, and to me, that did not mean like if if we were near her, she lives in a different part of the country. If we if we went out there and Sarah wanted to see her, I'd have gone and had dinner with them. I don't care. And if she was in the art part of the country and they wanted to come have dinner or hang out, I'd be fine. I don't want to engage on Facebook. That's what that meant. And so she um, reached out to Sarah at one point and was like, I'm just a good Christian uh, conservative and Mike's a liberal atheist. And I, and I am very surprised that just because we have a difference of opinion means that he, he would cancel me. I can't, I, you know, I, I don't believe in canceling and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, I will hang out with you. I don't give a fuck, but I don't want to have this fight. I don't have this conversation because you cannot stay on topic and I, I haven't talked to her so i didn't i don't know but um it was it was that clear to me like no this is not a hard thing to, to do and 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 like i said my uncles i i'm not friends with my uncles on 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 two, two of my uncles on facebook but when i see them i i love them and i see them and, and it's everything goes fine for the most part you know it can get it can get a little rocky but we're not mm -hmm. like I'm not, they're not out of my life. They're just not my Facebook friends. Yeah. I mean, they're for the Facebook side of things. I mean, there was a time when I used to uh, just mark some people as acquaintances in Facebook. You can go on your edit, your friends list, and make them acquaintances. And then my normal post for anything of content that was the start of conversation was posted to, and it's my coworkers I put as acquaintances and then do postings as friends, not acquaintances as the posting audience. So that they just don't even see that. They see this pictures of the food that I'm having and I'm going to the movies and what stuff. But if I'm post something political or controversial, I just take them out of it, especially coworkers. Now I've gotten more to a point where I'm like, eh, I don't have to be friends with everyone at Facebook. I went into calling at one point and deleted like a hundred friends out of Facebook, just out of Facebook. It's like I'm not really friends with you. Like I mean, if I see you in real life, it'd be fine. But it's like we met once, we did a play together, and so we friended each other on Facebook. But we haven't done a play together since then. Right. Where Madhavi and I got less involved with party politics in the area we just i deleted everybody who i just knew from politics and when some people went back and tried to re-add re, re me i was like okay fine if you cared enough to re-add me when you noticed i was gone okay but if it was just we met at a party once you know we met at a you know fundraiser and you said oh we should connect on facebook eh i don't need to anymore yeah which is sad because i used to have 666 friends on facebook and i kept that as a rule that if i wanted to add somebody if someone sent me a friend request I would go back and find somebody who I hadn't interacted with and delete them to make room for six to new person to be six, six, six. And I would tell people just so you know, you are now friend number six, six, six. I always make sure to say it that way. Um, some people like uh, Callie Wright and uh, Cecil something Italian, the cognitive dissonance. They loved it. They were all super. I, 
Cecil specifically, I deleted a an atheist author, uh, Richard Carrier, uh, to make room for him, and he talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> nice. It was funny. Um, but yeah, but then after I went through the culling, I never, I have not made it back up to 666 yet, so I can't relive that. Not yet. Yeah. But, you know, I also had a, a friend from college, and you know, it seems like a lot of these are politically related, but but more than that, because it's, it's not just the politics. Like, my best friend from childhood is one I don't follow on Facebook, so I don't see his political rants, but it doesn't stop us from being friends, because it's not about the politics. It's about, like, the other person was just being either a racist or something phobe. I don't know which, because I don't know which thing he responded to. It wasn't political. Like, that's not a political stance. I don't like those people. Like, that, it, it may be part of the Republican Party platform, but it's not a political thing, in regards to what they say. And this other thing was when Obama was president, this friend of mine from college would post things, just clearly racist things about him. And just crazy, kind of like, you know, the example of the, that we had to edit out for the mainstream that you gave. But there was like, you know, conspiracy theory stuff that, you know, like- We could talk about it. You just, I just don't want you making- Vaguely anti-Semitic jokes that like that wasn't the thing out of that, that out of context. I, I think there was nothing anti-Semitic about the fact that you I said blow it out your ass. I don't know why you think that's anti-Semitic. That's not. Okay. You were anyway. talking about analingus. That's not anti-Semitic. I don't know what you're talking about. I've lost you. <laughs> um, okay, talk about your conspiracy but, theories. But, no, but this person's like like was when Obamacare was being passed, and some Republicans were saying it just gives free care to illegal aliens. That's what it does, and she was like repeating that, and I was like here's a link to the bill. Show me where it says that. And she was like, no, we know it's true. And when her um, congressperson yelled out, you lie during the State of the Union address, she was defending it as that's not disrespectful. And so I was like, you know, we only talk once or twice a year anyway. I think I'm done talking to her. And she has since sent me like, made comments on my LinkedIn or sent me a note on LinkedIn, like wanting to reconnect. And I'm just, I it gets my ire up, the fact that it was so just clearly racist that she was referring to him, not other people that I can't even think about. Like, it's not worth it. Like, why do I need to have a friend who lives in Florida who I don't talk to but once a year? Like, it doesn't hurt my life for her not being in it, and I don't know that it will help my life if she is. Yeah, I get that. Um, that's how, yeah, I get, I feel that a lot, but I, I have uh, a, a direction I want. Uh, so I have a question I want to ask you. So it's, you know we're live streaming right now, but a good portion of this is going to have is going to be on on the the podcast in general anyway, like the the public feed. Do you would you be worried that if any of these people were to that we're talking about were to to pay attention? If to they're those? one of our hundreds of thousands of listeners, yeah. Would you would it would it upset would you be like uh oh this might be a confrontation would it would it bother you no I mean I, I don't I just reported exactly what they said and did and why and why I don't want to talk to them anymore I don't yeah. think yeah you know, I don't think there is yeah I mean really I don't know like I don't know the person I, that I that I don't that I stopped following all of their posts knows that I don't follow they just know that I don't comment on anything but but he also knows that he purposely puts in uh, incendiary um, things that things I don't even think he believes, but he knows it pisses his sister off and his brother-in-law off because he likes the yeah. argument. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not on Facebook for the argument. So, yeah. So the, the, the two stories I just told um, the, the guy with the rim jobs, uh, I'm going to call him that. Uh, I, 
I wouldn't be surprised to find out that he has checked out the podcast. Um, cause I know that like, I can see sometimes I'm not, I haven't like blocked him on Instagram so I can see that he checks my stories sometimes on Instagram. Um, and it's, and if he hurt, hears me, like, I don't know if he's in denial or he just is like, you know what? So I, I'm not worried about that. Maybe he's upset because he is really, really into rim jobs and he felt attacked. I thought it was just like a, um, so the, and then the, the woman that I was talking about that was Sarah's friend, I, I, if she pay, if she actually listened to that, I, I think she would be like, I've never given her a reason. I never explained it myself. So that might be beneficial if anything, but I think she would just be like, I don't do that. Anyway, the point is that guns and black people, uh, I care about one and not the other. And I'll make, let you guess. And like, that's what I think she would say. But, um, well, we know she cares about guns. Because there's anything right to happen. Yeah. Um, I do have a couple of things I wanted, to, a couple of friends I wanted to talk about that I, I want, behind I their say, backs. No, if, no, I was going to say that I'm a little more. I don't want to say I'm like. I think that they, again, these aren't people that I'm like. I've cut out officially. Like if they message me, I will respond. I, you know, I actually am friends on Facebook with. But my friends, uh, the, 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 there's two friends from high school that I don't talk to them anymore, but I'm still friends with them on Facebook. And I don't, th- I feel like they, if, if I told them, I feel like if they heard me talking about them, they might be upset. But like, I think that they would also recognize the truth in it. So I want to talk to about these stories anyway, because I think that they're important. And like I said, I have not cut these people out. I just don't talk to them, but I wouldn't like, I wouldn't say if they reached out, I'd be probably fine with it. So one I dated, I I had a friend for, for the first three years of of high school. We dated the summer after junior year for a couple weeks. And, and when I say dated, like we kissed and that was like a hundred percent. It went on two jobs and that was it. We no, absolutely not. So we we dated for we went on two actual dates and we hung out every day during the summer. During those two weeks during the summer, and uh, and we we had had like two kisses, and that was like our entire relationship. Like Hershey's kisses, right? No, just just lips, lip to lip kiss. Uh, I don't. Yeah. So anyway, so we we dated for those two weeks. Then we she broke up with me, um, and. And then we proceeded to be friends again for the last, the, you know, I think I was kind of a jerk for a little bit afterwards, but by the end of senior year, I think we were on good terms. We were friends all throughout her college experience. Then she met her husband who, um, she, uh, she was, uh, I, she met her husband who's the only other guy that I think she's really dated, uh, uh, Actually, she's the only guy. He's she, he's the only guy she's really dated. Yeah, two weeks um, is not. Yeah. But but I but when you have no experience, apparently what we had was right. the only other experience. So it, to her, and, and and I don't think big deal. I don't want it to sound like I think she was infatuated. That's not, I think she thought it was a major was a, event in her life that she dated someone. Where for you, it was one of thirty people. Not at the time, but yes, eventually yeah. I was like, yeah, I've dated a bunch of people now and I've had a bunch of different experiences. I also like, you know, 
I didn't wait till marriage. And so like, and I had, I've had a slew of, no, I've had several other sexual partners, uh, or several actual sexual partners. Yeah. Matthew, you know. And so it was not like, uh, it just isn't the same thing for me. And when her husband, when she and her husband met, they and started dating, um, and then got married. I've met her husband two or three times. It was always fine, but like it was always awkward. I, I always felt like the two of them felt very awkward about seeing me, but we were in the same friend group, so like it wasn't. I never hung out with them on on my own, you know. It was like, oh, here's seven or eight of us hanging out, and it became really clear that either she was uncomfortable or he was uncomfortable with with me and her being friends still, and so. It became like if I would if I wished her a happy birthday on Facebook, I got nothing back, and I would get no I get no back. You know, like I'm not I'm not talking about like you need to wish me a happy birthday, but like you could Gotta be like, thank oh, you. thanks, yeah. yeah, thanks. We did, you know, we had a good time, we had a good night tonight, or whatever. Just nothing, literally nothing. And then my mom was uh, working at a church in the area that we grew up, and she lived in a different state, and I lived. I actually still lived in Massachusetts at the time, and she would like the she the one time I would hear from her was when someone in her family needed a job, and my mom knew about jobs because my mom worked at a church and she knew a lot of people, and so I would get these messages like, "Hey, uh, do you think your mom knows of anyone that might need a blah blah blah?" And I'm like, "I'll check," and but it became radio silence or what can you do for me? And so I stopped. I eventually, I mean, literally. At one point, when Sarah and I got engaged, the day after or two days after, there was no, hey, congratulations on getting engaged. It was, hey, my whoever needs a job. And I was just like, all right, I'm done. And I unfriended her. And then and then we went okay, to... Okay, podcast listeners. What Mike doesn't know was she wasn't allowed to talk to him. And all of those were coded messages. If he had done highlighted the first letter of each word, they were a plea for help. Yeah, I mean, they're pro. I don't know. It's a one of those super strict religions, like where there's no social dancing kind of shit. So I don't know. But even so, more reason she was coding her messages for help. No, I think she's full full in. But she so so we weren't friends on Facebook for years, um, and then the day that Logan was born. My sister posted a picture and, you know, my new nephew was born and, and my sister is friends with her. And so I got a friend request and this is three, four hours after Logan's born. I friend request or I, I accept the friend request because I'm like, I'm in such a happy mood. I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I, hopefully this will be like a new leaf. We'll figure, you know, the, the, and it doesn't matter. We're never going to be friend friends, but like maybe we could just be a little more symmetrical and she comments on the very first picture of logan because he's got some like medical thing and she's a nurse and she starts trying to diagnose him and i'm like i don't want everybody knowing my fucking my, my yeah. son's medical Send me a private message with a diagnosis not post she, she fucking did it in the comments and i was like i've been friends with you for five minutes again like what the fuck and that was like really the last time i think we talked at, at any and i didn't unfriend her i just I, I, I responded in private and said hey i don't want all of that i just shared a picture i you know not everyone on my feed is a medical professional not everyone knows what that might be it was just because they were making sure his like blood sugar was okay because 
because he was born early and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, you know, the day of, like, you just want to, you don't want to be fielding those questions. Yeah, it's not you time for medical be, conversation. Yeah, and it, it was it was obnoxious. It was obnoxious. So th- that was the only thing that that was the last time we talked. I have gotten several invites to support her min- her uh, missions. Uh, to New Gu- Papua New Guinea. Mm. Um, can you do me a favor? I was not an atheist yet. Well, last time I got so him, can, can, can you send her a link to the uh, membership slash donation page at PFS? <laughs> Say I'm a, I'm a member of this group, and if you could donate some money, we would really appreciate it. I've thought about sending the um, if if I ever got another request for sending to the mission, I was gonna be like, here's um, my atheist podcasts uh, Patreon page. You support me, I'll support you. Um, yeah, so I've got a couple, I, I've got, yeah, that I, I have no ill will. If she wanted to, if she wanted to, if she messaged me, and was like, you know, Hey, uh, I'm going to be in town. Do you, do you and your wife want to get dinner? I'd be like, yeah, whatever. I would be fine with it. Although Sarah's never met her, but like, you know, I'd be fine. But it's, so it's about the same as being, as someone getting fully cut off, but. Yeah, it always interests me the the difference, the different comfort levels that people have with other people's exes or even just ex friends. I mean, I had someone who didn't like when me and his girlfriend talked about things that happened between us before they started dating, and like I had known her for ten years, we were just friends. And so, oh, remember that yeah. time that what happened? And he's like, you know, I feel really uncomfortable when you talk about your friendship before we got together. I'm like, I do. We didn't date. You know, we just were friends. Yeah. But still, I'm like. The, the insecurity is amazes me so much. Well, like at my older brother's wedding, like none of his ex girlfriends were allowed to even know about the wedding, let alone be invited. Like he, my, his my sister was like, you should never talk to any of your exes ever again. Where you know I invited a bunch of my ex girlfriends because they were now friends. Otherwise, why would I have dated them in the first place? You know, you know, we had people come to my wedding who were exes. Yeah, I think there's like there's a reasonable middle ground. Like I I, I don't know like. So I don't have any exes that if if this girl had been more reasonable with me, I would have probably invited her to the wedding. Like if we had been, but by the time, you know, like I said, we, when we got, I unfriended her two, three days after I got engaged because I was like, this is horseshit. Like I can't deal with this. But if we, that she's the only one that I would have invited to the wedding. The only ex that I was friendly enough to invite to the wedding potentially but I mean, but I think yeah, this... my sister will have made a comment to my wife. So I can't believe they're here. That's so awkward. And Molly's like, why? I won. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I don't I'm not threatened by them. He's not with them. He's with me. <laughs> See, I, I think most of my exes would think that they won. Yeah. Lost, well, but... I mean, I think there were two who were there and one was married and one was in, uh, she was engaged or she was with the guy she's married to now. So they were either, you know, dating strongly enough that she brought him to a wedding or they were already engaged. I had two ex-girlfriends at my wedding and my sister-in-law was like, I can't believe you invited them to your wedding to, to, you know, to my, to my wife. I can't believe you let him invite them. And she was like, you know, I won, but then one of them was with her husband and one of them was with the person she's now married to. So I don't know if they were engaged at that time or just dating, but either way, it doesn't make a difference. Like they were happy and secure in their relationships. There was, we were, we were just long distance friends at that point. You know, we're in, I'm in North Carolina. They were in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, that just never was the way it played out for, for me. Um, but like, I don't think Sarah would have cared if like, 
she would care, I think, more if I tried to if we tried to reconnect with an ex girlfriend now. But like, if I had been friends the whole way through, she wouldn't have cared. I I worked with two women that were kind of exes when I met Sarah, and she's I would kind of hung out with them because you know I was working there after work. Yeah. You'd bring your girlfriend to go get drinks with everybody else, and so she's hung out with them. She liked she liked one, and she didn't like the other. And so do you have any <laughs> reverse stories of? people who were never really anything to you who you knew and then suddenly they're alive to you. So I've got a couple of women that I'm friends with on Facebook who were like elementary school friends of mine that like I got connected to on Facebook because I posted our elementary class picture from as many years as I could find. And I tagged people who I was still friends with, like I knew through high school, who then tagged people in my picture and tagged people in my picture to people, you know, that I was never really friends with. We were just in class. Cause like, you know, in elementary school, at least in the seventies, Boys and girls didn't really become friends that much. You know, we were very sexist in who we hung out with. So there were girls in my class who I knew their names and faces all through into middle school. But, you know, before I was dating, we didn't interact. And now, like, I'm friends with someone on Facebook, and I get private messages, um, comments on posts because we have things in common that have built a little online friendship. But then private messages from some of them with, you know, hey, Matthew, you seem to know about a lot about, you know, atheism. I had one woman who was like, my son doesn't want to wear a yarmulke at the Passover Seder at his uncle's house. What do you think about that? Since I know that's your world and you're big on that. And I was like, well, if it was in your house and you were okay with it, I would say he doesn't wear one. In your, if he wants to go to his uncle's house, he should respect his uncle's rules and you know, either ask, can I not wear it? Or, you know, or, or don't go. Like If you're that against wearing it, don't go to your uncle's house. That's my personal view. And it's funny because one day she messaged it a bunch of like the current board of directors of Triangle Free Thought Society was coming to my comedy show and they were all at the restaurant next door and eating dinner. And I went over and took a poll of people's different opinions. And here's different opinions that I got from prominent atheists in my area. But yeah. But it's funny, like we were never I don't know if we had a conversation in elementary school, you know? And, and now we're, we're we're as adults, we are friends who ask each other for advice because we like the expertise each other have. So so I'm friends with my mom and my mother-in-law on Facebook and he's just every time I post something Mike's giant cock and he just thought it was hilarious and there's a part of me that thinks it's hilarious and there's a part of me that is like <laughs> not for this audience oh, pump the great pump the brakes and Sarah was just like what is this dude's deal and like she did not have a great impression of him so fast forward uh four or five years, something where Sarah and I are, in, are married. We're living, actually, I think we were already living down here. So this is, I think it was like right when we moved down here, I was blogging a lot and I, you know, and he reached out to me and said, Hey, I know you blog. And I, and I'm thinking about doing a um, blog for pop culture stuff. And I was wondering if you would help me, like, just give me some pointers on like what website is best and, how to set up and so I did and I helped him get things set up and I did it you know just because it, he asked nicely and then after that he'd be like well if you know I'm doing a podcast if you want to come on the podcast I'd love to have you on there or hey if you want to write an article because I know you like this stuff too do that and, and we became friend friendly and then I would say like at some point in the last five or six years he's in my he, like if I was to get married today and I had to pick my groomsmen, he'd be one of my groomsmen. And, and he, you know, we weren't really even friends when I got married nine years ago, nine and a half years ago. 
like we were friendly, but that was it, you know. And and so like I it is I it's definitely it would be misleading to say we were not friends, but it, it was not like a well, I mean, you were you were acquaint, you were friendly acquaintances, and you became right. friends since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've had that with a lot of work people, you know, because I. You know, I've been here in this area for my entire adult life. You know, I came during college, I transferred here and have stayed, really. So there were people who I knew at my last company where I spent 20 years who came to work at my current company. And suddenly, you know, because we knew each other, we kind of hung out a little bit and then discovered we really liked each other and got along and became friends. You know, and they, two of these people have left the company since um, two out of the three. And we have kept in touch. You know, we've, we haven't gotten together yet but we you know because it was a pandemic but we don't get together with anyone as often as we used to but like i text back and forth something happens and i'll text a joke and we'll we'll, we'll go back and forth on things and i was like it's weird that we knew each other for 10 years at the previous company and just never discovered that we could be friends more than just not in, not in the hallway acquaintances until we were thrown together and actually became friends yeah yeah and the one All who right. just left we'll see we'll see if it lasts yeah, I, I mean that I, is it is it is like a test of yeah. like we talked were you, about the were other you really last my friend two or were you someone ago. I worked with. <laughs> oh yeah, I I I think that we you know I I was amazed. I think that what happened between you and me is not common. Um, no, what happened between you and me is not common. Like I, I, I make friends very well at work. Um, like I think I'm a fairly outgoing person. Um, Alex is on right now. Uh, Alyssa is watching right now. I think that I, I connect with people pretty well. She's but, never going to talk to you again, but she's on right now. <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, or she was at least, uh, who knows? But, um, but like I, I do connect well with people, but whether or not A, it's going to stay in the test of time is one thing. And B, like whether or not you go in that first or second day of work and you're like, and your coworker is like, oh yeah, this really obscure, uh, you know, like, you know, not that atheism's obscure, but you were like, oh, I listen to a lot of atheist podcasts. And I'm like, oh, do you listen to Cognitive Dissonance? And you're like, I've met Tom and Cecil. Like, that's not, that doesn't <laughs> I happen. I gave them donuts. And then, like, oh, do you want to be in my sketch where you can murder me, even though you're my boss? Like, you know, like the, this, this is this is like Romeo and Juliet shit right here. Uh, yeah. uh, so I late. like to think. Here's here's the the funny thing about this. It, so I'm ninety nine percent sure that Adam watches nothing of this podcast, and if he did and he heard me say that to you, he would be so fucking jealous because Adam gets. He does not like me having friends that are better or as good of friends right, as I him. wasn't allowed to be the first guest on the pod because he had to be the first guest on the pod. Uh, that was more me than him, but yeah. <laughs> you were second. You were week number two. All right. Yum. It's funny because my, my best friend growing up was a very jealous lover. He was a very jealous best friend. To where like we played Dungeons and Dragons. And if, if if people playing were from like other walks of my life other than the neighborhood kids he knew, like kids from just school, whatever, and we went to different schools, he would make sure their characters died in our adventure because he wanted to make sure I wasn't too good friends with them. Yeah. When I went to Disney with Sarah the first time, he texted me, or I, we posted like heading to Disney, and he messaged, just remember, I went there with you first. 
And I was like, well, actually, my parents went there with me first, but sure. So he's he's a he's a jealous lover, and he would hate that I referred to him as a lover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all right, do you have uh, anything? Any like? thoughts on it that we should before we start wrapping up no i feel like we um we buried dead to me um pretty well yeah i i i will say this is this one thing that happened so i was getting the live streams ready um obviously i didn't do a good job of that because we're not even fucking on facebook but i was getting them ready and i said and i said set it to the you have to kind of set a title and everything else and I was like, okay, uh, they're dead to me because that's you know the topic we were talking about. And then I went through on Facebook, and I haven't really participated in Facebook in years except for I managed the talking about the big stuff uh, page, and, and I really have done almost nothing else. And I went in there, and it lets you invite your personal friends, and I still have like Facebook friends from uh, you know Ever. four or five years ago yeah. when I was on Facebook, and so I start inviting to the event and i'm like i'm invited and then i realized about halfway through the alphabet i just invited like 50 people to an event called they're dead to me and i haven't talked to at least two-thirds of them and they don't know five what the context of that <laughs> is oh my god did people die are you announcing that someone died so i so i post so i wrote like a comment just so you know like if anything like the people that i mentioned that told stories about they didn't get invites and nobody in my family got invites because, but that's not because they're dead to me. But like, so like, if you got an invite, you are, are specifically alive. not dead to me. So like, I hope that that came across, um, in in there. So, or either that, or I just don't give a shit what you think of me. That's also possible um, when it comes to inviting people. So, all right, I think that is uh, a good spot to, to leave it off. So why don't we, before we get going, um, talk about all of the things we would like you to do. So if you like the pod, if you're listening right now um, and, and you want to just give this video a thumbs up, that does help algorithmically. But also you could give the, the YouTube channel uh, a like, a subscribe. Um, make a comment. Ring the, ring the bell, make a comment. Um, we will be doing these live streams every week, hopefully better. I'm, I got a, I got some a cable to hook up a better camera for next week, although I couldn't figure out the software in the 45 minutes between getting home and getting started. So I will hopefully have that good to go next week. Hopefully we'll be on Facebook. But if you, if you subscribe to the channel, you will be able to watch live and you'll get uh, like Matthew made a joke that is not going to make it to any other version. Even <laughs> even our patriot patrons are not going to get to see that unless they happen to be watching live. So that's it's, one of the benefits. It's most of my jokes, quite frankly. Um, and so uh, yeah, that's what I would you know want to say about the live stuff. Um, if you want to go on Facebook, if that's a better place to watch uh, our Facebook. Uh, pages talking about the big stuff and we will be hopefully live there as well um, if I can figure out what the hell went wrong alright uh, if if you're listening to this podcast um, as a podcast if, yeah as a podcast or if you're watching and you want to, to just support us uh, go on to anywhere you 
you find podcasts and follow or subscribe, whatever they call it. Um, subscribing on Apple is now a dollar. And what that buys you is, so it used to be $3. We changed the, the process a little bit. It's $1. That will get you a month of all the episodes four days early. And once we get to the point where we're advertising, it will get you the ad-free version of the of the episode. If you, um, and there's a $1 Patreon that does the same thing. Uh, but if you go on to any of our podcast uh any podcast player and hit like follow subscribe give us a review if if there's that's an option and if you want to support us monetarily the best way to do that is to go on the patreon.com backslash talking about the big stuff where you will find the option to support us for one three or ten dollars a month and like i said before one dollar gets you the episode early as well as uh getting it ad free $3 gets uh, a little bit extra content and $10 gets you shit that like is just wild. Like there will certainly be some of this episode that is just for $10 Patreon patrons. So uh, that's how you can support us monetarily. And, and if you look at it this way, a dollar a month is 25 cents an episode, uh, potentially less on a month that has five, five Fridays um, or five Mondays, I guess, depending on how, how you look at it. Matthew, you got anything else to plug? Uh, nothing else to plug. I just wanted to thank everyone for talking about the big stuff with you. And if we said something that offended, do you never listen to us again? Cut us off. Cut us off. Yeah. Make like our foreskins and cut us off. Ow! The preceding podcast has been a Chocolate Diamond Media LLC production. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.